What was that? What, what's that? What, how do you... Where's he going with this, Caleb? Hey, where? Nowhere clean. Hello and welcome to The Fizzle Show. Uh, you can find out more about us at fizzleshow.com. But suffice it to say, we've built successful online businesses without sacrificing creativity, joy, nerdery, authenticity, or our woefully artistic sensibilities. And we want to help you do the same, if if that's what you're into. Your hosts are Corbett Barr, the uh, the smart one, Caleb Wojcik, the deep one, and me, Chase Reeves, the uh, the uh, the mountaineering one. That'll make sense. Maybe it'll make sense later. I don't know. You'll see. Do you have what it takes to be an entrepreneur? Ooh, that's such a serious question, right? Do you have what it takes to be an entrepreneur? Can anyone actually do this? Or is there like a a thing, some gene, some personality trait out there that makes some people out this capable of it or better or worse at this whole build a business I care about thing? That's the question we get into in this episode. Expect to hear some stuff about, okay, just a little teaser, okay, some things about obstacles, capital O, adventures, and long hauls, all right? Take that with you in your little baggie. In your little sandwich bag as you go on this little hike through uh, this conversation. I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps. So let's get into it. Oh, God. Okay, so we're talking about can anybody do this? Can anybody be an entrepreneur? Right. Okay. One of the things that I have loved to say on this is like, hey, just because you hate your job doesn't mean you're an entrepreneur. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. A lot of people... Subscribe to that, I think. Hey, just because you have an idea doesn't mean you're an entrepreneur. Hey, just because you want a million dollars, it doesn't mean you're an entrepreneur or entrepreneurial. Yeah. Okay? So let's back up a little bit. Uh, and let me just repeat that again. Just because you hate your job, that doesn't make you an entrepreneur. And it should be said. I mean, you should look in the mirror and say that. I do hate my job, but I'm not an entrepreneur. Right. There's, there's something in between that has to happen. There are things in between. And, and why, why would we make a big point of that? Well, because, like, for instance, you might be married. Starting your own business could very well end your marriage in a horrible, disturbing way. You might have kids. Being an entrepreneur could lead you down a path where you're just a real deadbeat, poor father figure or whatever, right? Some... For some people, this kind of thing can be extremely uh, dangerous, I think, right? Uh, So let's just start there, and let's just acknowledge that and move on. All right, and then let's talk about what does make you an entrepreneur. What is an entrepreneur? Well, okay, but so the the big question today that we're going to try to answer, which I think is impossible to answer. Actually, it's, it's, it's fairly easy to answer. Can anyone be an entrepreneur? I think the answer is no. I mean, I think the general answer is no. Could anyone, anyone on the planet, be an entrepreneur? Again, I have to go back to what do we mean when we say entrepreneur? Okay, I, here's, here's my thought. My thought is this. I see, um, I think there's like one, one way, which is like, uh, I look at it like the, 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 the old school business of the last like, you know, several hundred years, where uh, it's like this big VC funding thing. It's this big... Uh, you know, you're an entrepreneur buys and sells companies. An entrepreneur starts things in order to sell them and does this, that, and the right. other. An entrepreneur understands what a profit and loss sheet is. An entrepreneur, yada, 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 and knows right. how to evaluate a business and this, that, and the other and market 
tactics and strategies and what, right? Like this. So there's, there's this model of an entrepreneur, uh, which is like, I would say like the, in some ways I call it the old school view of the entrepreneur for me. And again, these are my terms. Then there's like the new school entrepreneur where it's like, I really like, um, I really like socks and I just want to tell people about socks. I think you're, I think you're getting too much into the like details of like types of entrepreneurs because really, I mean, what it comes down to is can you support yourself by turning some unknown, but there you go. Supporting yourself to supporting yourself is a, is a thing that you're saying that that's a good, it's a good qualification. I mean, you can, yeah. Can you be a successful entrepreneur? Not just an entrepreneur. Or, you could anybody can try to be an entrepreneur, but the question is, can you be successful? Can anyone be successful? And to me, success is simply measured by does your business support itself? Do you earn enough money to support the people who are in the company? So and I like that. Like the heading towards the this understanding or maybe maybe coming to qualifications in terms of uh, of what kind of how much is how much of the monies are you making right because yeah. anybody can be an entrepreneur and start something on the side and they make their first buck or they do like hey i draw these pictures on on microsoft paint you remember ms paint oh god you draw like a like an awesome like you know uh i had my buddy <laughs> i know some guys who like would do like these ms paint versions of downtown pleasanton where i was born <laughs> like so an ms paint version really nice looking. so like you could with do that colors yeah with with eight uh and you can um you can do that and you can sell it for a buck using paypal or something like that that does that make you an entrepreneur i don't know that's a good i guess that's that's a good what question. i'm getting at and yeah. obviously that's more of like a craft or a hobby or you know someone at, yeah. a, at a fair like selling yeah. bracelets that their yeah. kids made or whatever so, so uh, how should we qualify this uh, maybe we're talking about full-time entrepreneurship it's yeah sole well source of that's where i think this gets colorful can anybody be an entrepreneur i don't know can you make a, a bracelet out of beads and, and, sell a, it and a string and successfully sell yeah it. you absolutely yeah. can right yeah. and and so that, that to me is like and what i call like the new school entrepreneur which is actually like really in tune with the, the, the like ancient thing like hey i you know i'm in a village right i'm in a fishing village and like for fun i started taking these like you know reeds and turning them into little men Right, you know what I mean. So I have these little reed men, and yeah. then like my uncle comes over and he says, "Hey, this pretty badass little reed guy you got there. I'd like to get one. You can make me one, <laughs> and he, you make one. And next thing you know, word spreads because your uncle, don't you know it? He knows how to talk, and he's a drunk. So <laughs> <laughs> he's always drunk. So so next thing you know, there's this quote unquote demand for these little reed guys. Like they, and next thing you know, like. The birth of religion, you know what I mean, or whatever. Wow, that was a leap. But but you know what I mean. Uh, the, the the thought being, like, what do you like to do? And you just end up doing it. And next thing you know, someone else wants one of them. And it's like this very old school, very very ancient sort of like duh human. Yeah. Like you just you play video games, wouldn't you like well, to make a buck doing that? It's interesting to think about entrepreneurship in the context of history because yeah. back in the olden days, were people really employees? I guess they were like serfs and they had to work the land or something. Yep. Yep. So maybe they were kind of supported by someone else, but there were, I mean, there were villages and towns where pretty much everybody had to be some sort of business owner, yep. right? Yep. Of some kind. Caleb, where, what do you think? How should we qualify this? Is it, can anyone be a full-time entrepreneur? Can anyone do a side hustle and like make a dollar? Like what's the... Well, I think there's a lot of gray area there unless, you, unless we talk, you know, full-time. I think it's going to get gray because you can be an entrepreneur inside of a company too. So you can be in a small company or a startup and act like an entrepreneur and have responsibilities like an entrepreneur would. So if we only yeah, talk but about to me, I mean, if you don't, it's going to make it 
a little bit easier to qualify like the things that help and the things that don't. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, we sort of because there's on, being entrepreneurial and then there's being an entrepreneur. You know, in our own marketing for Fizzle, I was thinking about this. Like we say entrepreneur relatively often, you know, that's kind of what we've like, you know, for the uh, like in my head, the words that I use are like a, I'm a small time entrepreneur, an independent businessman or independent entrepreneur or something yeah. like that. Right. That I kind of like, but I wouldn't really. I mean, I, I call myself an entrepreneur now, but that's because I'm 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 used to thinking like this. I think the mo- many, many people who who could be creating businesses or who want to just like, you know, like Ramit Sethi, as he talks about his earn 1K on the side. You know what I mean? And how important that on the side is to the whole deal. You know what I mean? Because most of the people who want to start something up, like they wanted to start it up on the side and they don't believe they can make $10,000. So they, so it's earn 1K on the side. Yeah. That now you're an entrepreneur. To me, you're an entrepreneur. I, that, and to me, like one of the things that I keep thinking about is I don't really consider myself an entrepreneur. Oh, I do now, but I never did. I never got into this because I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I got into this because I wanted to make something. And I wanted to create something. And this was my joy. This was my art. Like I had fun doing it. Yeah. And, I, and I discovered as I went, you know what I mean? This is, it's, it's, and it wasn't really, I mean, I, I would love to support myself with, with it. Right. But I've never, that was never even really like the thought at first. It was like, yeah. I just like to design sites. I have to make stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? For me, it's, it's always been kind of the opposite. I just felt like I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted yeah. to build a business, not, not any particular thing. I mean, I ended up figuring out what that was, but I always just, Kind of felt like I wanted to be my own boss, you know that mm-hmm. that phrase in air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I kind of I went from there. So, but where does that? So where does freelancing fall on that spectrum? Like, is that do we? Is that what we're talking about? Can anyone be a freelancer, or are we talking about can anyone create some sort of scalable product or service? Yeah. You know, I think that goes beyond. One I think person. freelancing is absolutely a a, a kind of uh, is is a business. It's, it's a business. So you're an entrepreneur. You know, that's why it's like it, it, this word can mean so much, but it doesn't have to. Like, it really just means like, yeah, I'm doing this thing and I make some bucks doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think, I think it's, I think for our conversation here, we need to have some bounds. And, and to me, well, when it, just so just when you, when you sent this topic idea over, yeah. immediately what came to mind for me was can anyone be a successful entrepreneur as defined by, you support yourself, it's your sole source of income, and you're able to do it indefinitely. Like it doesn't, it's not fleeting. It doesn't come, you know, one day and leave six months the next. It's like I could just keep doing this. And to me, yeah, freelancing, as long as it's freelancing that lasts and that's sustainable, that qualifies. But I think, you know, just selling, being able to sell five bucks on the side now and then, that's not exactly the fulfillment of entrepreneurship. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think what, what, well, now to get me right here, like the point of this isn't can anybody do it? The point is, of this really for me is, hey, listener, are you an entrepreneur? Do you have quote unquote what it takes? And if you do, or how can you know? Mm-hmm. And if you are an entrepreneur, but you're burning out and you feel like you can't do this, how do you know you're still on the right path? You know what I mean? It's almost like more questions I, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I want to get into, obviously. But so you know, how it helps to put some, some Corbett, for you. How did you, where did, why, like, why, why were you saying that? Like, I want to be an entrepreneur. Like, what was your there vision? There was just, I, I don't know, for some reason, like, since I was a child, I thought, like, my role in life was to be a business person. I didn't really necessarily know what that was, but I just always identified myself as a, as a business guy. 
So you you always saw it that way. I just always yeah, from like ten years old or something, and it's probably something that like my parents drilled into my head or something. Mm-hmm. You know, just it's weird how you can encourage a kid say, "Wow, you're so creative! Like yeah. you you're going to be an artist," and then they just think that. Like Jessalyn, my wife, you know, she she painted some stuff when she was ten, and some people said, "Wow, you're so great! You should be an artist." And that was just it. From then on, that was her path. And I kind of feel like I had the same thing business wise. It took me a while to have the guts to actually start my own business and yeah. go out on my own. But um, from the beginning, I was always interested in business and what is business and what's the inner workings and what does it really mean? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I was How the same way. And then, you know, once I finally got my first job after college and I determined, you know, this isn't really what I want to do. But I wanted that security. You know, I wanted the paycheck and just the steady climb. But then once I had it, it was like, no, this isn't yeah. really me, you know, and I didn't have any control, worked at yeah. a huge company. And so, you know, I kind of went into, oh, maybe I should be an entrepreneur. And it turned out that that's what I wanted to do. But I think a lot of people think that it's like, those are the only two options. And that's not true. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I think um, it's interesting how sometimes you have to try something in order to realize whether or not you really want to do it. And the same is true of running your own business. I think some people get into it and they realize all the stuff that's involved and what a pain in the ass it can be. And, you know, the things to us, like to me at least, running a business doesn't really feel like a pain in the ass. It's just like, I'm going to stay up until one every morning responding to customer emails. And I enjoy that. You know, it's just part, I just do it. Other people are like, holy shit, you have to sit in front of the computer like eight hours a day. That sucks. There's no way I'm going to do that. Yeah. To me, and this is a, this is a big point. Um, the, 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 what, you're talking about to me is what I call like being all in. Like, yeah. what does it look like? Uh, you know, in a fizzle interview, Jason Glassby talked about um, like looking at this business idea. Okay. He was talking to a friend. He's like, well, look at this business idea. I mean, what does that look like if it's actually successful? It looks like you running like a 200 person company. Like if that idea goes and like actually does the thing it's supposed, that idea could do, mm-hmm. you'll be running a 200 person company. Is that what you want? Right. And the person's like, no, no, I, no, I don't want that at all. You know what I mean? Because they're not all in on that idea, which was great for that person to realize, like, oh yeah, I don't want to do that. But the same thing with us, like first for with Fizzle, it's like, what does it look like with Fizzle if it if it goes to the length, to the breadth and width that that it can go to? Right. You know what I mean? With, with with the idea that that you dear listener have, like, what does it look like for the if that idea was as successful as it could be? You know what I mean? And then are you willing to go all in on that? You know, and not just like, you know, what does the revenue look like, but how many customers and, and then what does your lifestyle look like? What you're talking about? Like you're in a, we're in, you run a quote unquote lifestyle business and you probably work more than, than, than a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like with, with us three running this thing, it's like, you know, everybody hates to have a bad boss, but like we don't work for ourselves. We work for our customers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we work to satisfy the needs of our people. You know what I mean? And like, that's a, like, nobody out there works for themselves unless they sell, you know, something that's like, you know, to themselves, (laughs) which I, there's a word for that. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. I think it's the, it rhymes with station. It's a, uh, what was it? What's that? What, how do you, where's he going with this, Caleb? Where? Nowhere clean. Yeah. He's a master debater. So, (laughs) so let's, so let's talk about if, okay. What are the things that prevent someone from being a successful entrepreneur? You know, if we're going to go down this path and talk about, you know, do you have the right stuff? 
Like, what is that stuff? And as someone's trying to be an entrepreneur, what are all the different things, the hurdles that they have to overcome in order to get to success? And if you think about those hurdles and, and you know, someone listening to this is thinking, wondering whether they have the right stuff, what are the things that they're going to encounter yeah. that are roadblocks that, that stop most people, you know? To me, the first thing would be that, that, that what we just mentioned, which was that all-in factor. Like, are you ready to go all in on this? Or, or are you ready to just go what, as far in right now as you kind of need to go to explore and see what it's like? You know what I mean? I don't want people to, ha- I don't want to f- make people afraid of what it means to start up this thing. Like, no, it's incredibly easy to get started. Like, what, I've, been, I've been writing in very small amounts for like oh, 10 years. You know what I mean? I started my first website, you know, uh, six or seven years ago. You know what I mean? That was my very first time, like, just making a design of any kind, let right. alone putting anything together on the web. And it was not good, but, it, it, you know, I just slowly got better and better and better over time. I was never, it never needed to make my whole income from that thing. You know what I mean? It was always just on the side. It was really, really easy. It just took a long time, right? Yep. Or you can go super hardcore and, and, and try to do it super quick and go deep, 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 all in. You'd be crazy, right? But yeah. to me, there's a, there's a question of, you know, are you willing to, to go all in on this? And, and or, like, what does all in right now look like? Like, what are you, ready, what are you will, willing to put in right now? Or what does the idea need just to be proved or something like yeah. that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think you, for you, getting started was easy. You just thought, I'm going to create something and put it out yeah. there. And, you know, you made the critical leap of putting something out there for other people to consume. Yeah. But you didn't have this whole business idea in mind. And, you you know, it wasn't. You're right, I didn't. So for some people, though, if you sit down and think, I want to be an entrepreneur, I want to start something, it's so easy to overcomplicate everything so yeah. much and to think about all the possibilities and to second guess yourself so much that mm-hmm. you actually never really get started. Yeah. Like, and this happens to smart people a lot. I, it's not like being a successful entrepreneur isn't about how smart you are. It's about your ability to execute, to actually take action and to create value that you provide to other people. And I see people that are really on paper, really smart and in conversations have such a hard time with focusing on something, picking one thing and just realizing that you could probably be successful in dozens of different things. Like you could pick any one business idea and run with it, and you're never going to really know how it feels and whether or not you're going to make it unless you see it through to some completion. You're going to have to put in some time, some months, maybe some years to get to the point where you realize whether or not it was a good business idea or not. Yeah. And and just that process of putting one foot in front of the other over a great length of time is what success is all about. Yeah. Just doing one little thing. A so day. I hear you saying um, it's not just about having an idea; it's about executing on it, mm-hmm. and 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 that 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 takes a, a. I hear you saying two things: the execution and the focus. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Am, am I right on that? Yeah, absolutely. Like, and and there's they're sort of two sides of the same cone, coin. You know what I mean? The two sides of the same cone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there, yeah, you know, like because you're you're bang on. Like there's that focus, or that what, I feel like a better word is dedication. To this thing, you know what I mean? Because it is, that's what, I mean, that's been a hallmark of my, you know, of, of most of us. You know what I mean? Heck, heck most of, uh, so many fizzlers in there who went in and, and they, they bought like every product out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they tried all this Jumping stuff. Jumping from one thing to one the thing next. One thing to the next. When I, I wish, I wish I, that they could, they would 
<laughs> they would buy less stuff and learn less stuff and, and dig deeper on this thing. And just do one thing. And realize either this has legs or it doesn't. Yeah. And so what? So if you could like, uh, you know, give yourself six months to like say this has legs or it doesn't. Right. What does it, having legs mean? You but, know what I mean? But in, in this thing that you you did this course about productivity and yeah. and this whole framework that you came up with, it's really simple, but it's been kind of an epiphany to me. I hope you don't mind. I've been using it a lot when I, when I talk to people. Oh, that feels pretty I usually good, give actually. you some credit. I yeah. usually, I try oh, to give usually. you some credit. Sometimes yeah. I, sometimes I don't, I, I don't I make a lot of value here, but when I do. Yeah. <laughs> so this concept of you have two modes, you have, if you're a, if you're a one person shop, yeah. then you have to be both the boss and the worker. And the problem that most people have, especially smart people, as I said, is that they try to operate in CEO mode the whole time, yeah. and they don't get down to worker mode and actually get stuff done. Sure. And when you let your CEO mode show up every day, it's like when you have that that micromanaging boss who comes to your office every day and wants to know everything that you're doing and then yeah. is questioning everything that you're doing, mm-hmm. you don't get a whole lot done. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't force yourself to make some decisions and then set those on a shelf mm-hmm. and say, you know what, what... I, when I was being CEO, thought three months ago, I'm going to yeah. trust that that was worth pursuing, mm-hmm. and I'm going to see it through, and then I'm going to reevaluate a few months later. Because I see so many smart people basically second-guess everything that they do every day, yeah. and they start down a different new path every day, and they drop what they were doing because they talk themselves out of it. Over, yeah. And over I think again. that's one of the hardest parts because as an entrepreneur or thinking as a CEO, you're always reading and learning, and you're trying to be up to date on everything and so you get all these ideas and it's so easy to get distracted and to want to go in another direction instead of just yeah. staying dedicated to action and getting yep. actual stuff done yep so okay so this is still so what, what was the, the this was in the context of what are the things that yeah that keep us that, that you will need to do as an entrepreneur well and and just where is someone so let's say you know my name's joe i think i have a great idea i really want to be an entrepreneur i start down that path yeah what are the different things that are going to show up in my in my path that I have to overcome? Because really, yeah. like becoming a successful entrepreneur is simply about, you know, you're going to hit obstacles every week. Yeah. And it's about your ability to just recognize that, you know what, this is another thing in my path. I have to figure out a way to get around it or to avoid it or whatever so that I can keep making progress every day and yeah. not getting stuck on one thing and giving up. Because that's what, you know, if you're not going to be successful, eventually you're going to give up at some point because of maybe it's technology maybe you're like yep. i can't figure out how to make a website yeah you know and you don't think that you can hire somebody and you just quit because the website totally. is too hard or maybe it's motivation you decide to work for yourself and you wake up in the morning and you decide uh i'm gonna go play golf today and i'll get to the work stuff later and you do that over and over again can we play golf today <laughs> i would really like to do that i'd like to do that you need well, okay to do what that you're tomorrow. saying is exactly the same thing that Paul Graham of Y Combinator has said as well. Okay. That one thing that, that's essential for an entrepreneur is that dedication and yeah. grit. This because no matter Tenacity. what no matter what, what's gonna happen is you are gonna hit those roadblocks. Right. And you know, and again, this is in the context, you know, Paul Graham, he runs Y Combinator, which is like this this incubator for startups. It's like the ultimate experience for that kind of startup, mm-hmm. right? Which is that intense sort of I want a billion dollar exit. Well, and you're 22. Yeah, yeah. you're eating ramen. You live at the, you live in front of the computer, right? right? So that's a different thing than a lot of us are looking for, right? You know what I mean? Partly because we don't have that idea, but the same thing applies. That tenacity. In fact, yeah. In fact, 
in Y Combinator or any of those incubator programs, you're going to have a whole lot of other people around you supporting you, you know, giving you advice, telling yeah. you, you know, helping you see the roadblock for what it is instead of getting stuck on it. And that's why when we talk about, you know, um, one of the most important things you need to do as an entrepreneur is to connect with other people that are on a similar path yeah. Yeah. so that you can share war stories, so that you can talk each other out of quitting, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yep. So I, I think it, it's interesting that that you're saying, and I, and I 100% agree. To me, that that um, the first point being, yeah, Paul Graham says the same exact thing that you're going to go on a wild roller coaster ride. You know, even in the intent, obviously in the intense, you know, white combinator environment where you're trying to create the next Dropbox. But all, same thing when you want to do it, you're starting up your lifestyle blog. You know what I mean for aggressive inline skating. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's like, yeah, you're gonna have like days where you launch a thing and nobody pays attention to you because it's not just like focus and dedication. It's also like, holy crap, what am I doing? This is stupid. I'm an idiot. I am an idiot. Why am I doing this? Nobody's right. paying attention. None of this matters. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Yeah, and th- and that's the thing that I think it's p- people overlook so much. They think, okay, I'm gonna start a business. So the most important things are the topic, the technology, the market. The analysis, yeah. all this kind of stuff, yeah. and really, the biggest thing that we see time and time again, Absolutely. is simply the mental game that you play with yourself as an entrepreneur. Yeah, and it, and it, and it is that just stick to itiveness. You know what I mean? Just because, and you know what? Let's change the name of this episode to not "Can anybody be an entrepreneur?" But instead, like, what does it take to be an entrepreneur? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's really like let, let's let's get it, these. What we're talking about right now is is. <laughs> what does it look like to be an entrepreneur? It looks like you're going to have to fight these battles. And even when it feels like you're bashing your head against the wall, you're going to keep doing it and you're going to find a way through. I don't know how to get my website up. I don't know this technology or that, this, that, and the other, right? Yeah. I don't have money to pay anybody, right? You'll, you'll find your way through. Yeah. Google it, spend a week. You know what I mean? And you know, the thing that, um, the other thing that people don't add enough credo to, I guess, is the, the fact that you're going to choose a topic or something to jump into. And it's this combination of, you know, how ready is the market? How much do you know about it? All yeah. this kind of stuff. And that's going to kind of set the trajectory of your business. And some people are really fortunate that they get into the right market at the right time and yeah. they have this really easy time with things. And it may not be that their abilities were all that much greater than yours. Yeah. It was just that they they happen to make a really good decision. And sometimes as an entrepreneur, you're going to start down a crappy path that's all uphill, mm-hmm. and maybe eventually you learn that, okay, I should have chosen something that was a little bit easier, or maybe next time you choose something different and you're luckier in that it's a little bit easier to get traction in the beginning. Yep. You know, you're kind of in the right place at the right time. Yeah. That sort of thing. Caleb, can I get a ruling, by the way? I think Chase tried to change the topic of the <laughs> podcast episode. Is that in legal? The middle? Is, that, is that legal? I don't think that's legal. Okay. Caleb, what are maybe you hearing? it's like a one-minute mute. What are something. you hearing? It's a one minute mute. All right. <laughs> penalty box. Penalty box. <laughs> Caleb, what are you hearing over there? What, 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 what are we saying? Well, one thing that I wanted to bring up is um, something that I actually talk with my wife about is she often says that she's not a business person or she didn't like go to business school or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to talk about whether or not you think caring about, you know, like how businesses are run or reading business books or going to school and getting your MBA and things like that are important. To being a successful entrepreneur, or that's can you a good just question. focus really good on your craft, and that's, that's it'll a come great together? Question. That's a great question. Here's what I think about: I, I look at Corbett and I say, like, your MBA guy, you study, like, you, you. I picture you being into business, and me being into 
basket weaving or whatever my thing is, right? You to a weave fault. a mean basket. <laughs> You've seen this. You've yeah. seen the baskets I weave. But you know what I mean? Like I can be into my craft to a fault. Yep. You know what I mean? And I don't, maybe you, not so much, maybe at, at first I could picture you have been, been into, into market. business too much. Yeah, market yeah. research to a fault. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Yeah. And I'll tell you about the, like failures that I had because of that, but keep going. No, I, I want to hear about your failures. No, it's okay. <laughs> but, you know, I think what's interesting is we both came at this from completely de- from both of those errors, essentially. Yep. And, and you just bounce off the wall and correct and correct and correct and yeah. correct. And you over, overcompensate and then you correct back. And, you, you know, you're just, it's like coming, you, and it's, it's a pendulum swinging slowly, slowly, like less dramatically over the, over 10 years. You know what I mean? And then in 10 years, you're like, pretty much got to hang on this. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, and it has been 10 years. Yeah. And my first, my first attempt was 2003. So it's, it's been 10 years for me. But, and I think that, um, you, you know, you start on one side and then you feel like, you have this magic moment where you're like, holy shit, there's this whole other world and I didn't know about it. And then yeah. you swing, like you said, too far in that direction sometimes. Yeah. And then back, you know, I, I'm, Caleb is doing a good job. I feel like if we can just give him some props, like he, he's doing like a good job. Do of, I don't want him to get too uppity over there. <laughs> <laughs> he's always done a good job of like, he cares about the craft and he's doing, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of work to, to be a good, you know, craftsperson with what he does, like content production. Yeah. And at the same time has a foot in the business world. And, and I, you know, I, I feel like when I got started, like you said, I had both feet in the business world and really was like overanalyzing stuff like I talked about. The other thing that I see, you know, quote unquote, smart people do or people that feel like they know business, you know, that they do that makes them fail, that causes them to fail is they feel like their idea is so good that they don't need customer feedback. Yeah. If they just fulfill their idea to its like ultimate mm-hmm. people will love it and if people don't love it it means that they haven't quite perfected the thing that they're building yet yeah but they're not getting customer feedback and if they do get customer feedback they don't actually listen to it because they feel like they're above that yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. i've seen that take people take really smart people down like yeah. in or flames. really really like committed to their craft people you know what i mean sure, in some too. ways it's like yeah it's like, no, 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 no. And, then that, and that's great. I mean, that, that's art, right? Just like yeah. your wife, yeah. who's an artist, like she has to be committed to this thing. And yeah. like nine people out of 10 walk up to it and be like, I don't get it. Yeah. But that 10th person is like, I want to feature you in my gallery. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Yeah. And I think it depends on what you want, right? That's a great distinction. Yeah. Art art is sort of, you know, creating something for yourself yep. and for a conversation, but not necessarily for commercial purposes, mm-hmm. right? And if you want a business... Ultimately, you have to serve your customer, and you have to kind of know when you're right and when they're right. But yeah. there has to be a blend between the two. Totally. Otherwise, you're a craftsperson, and maybe you make something that seems like a really great piece of furniture to you, but it's really yeah. not functional mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. Okay, so what have we covered so far? We've covered dedication, focus, stick to grit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But what we've really said is, is, I mean, what do we want people to walk away with at this point? If they just walked away right now, it would be that if you're going to head down this path of, of, you know, even if it's just starting a blog or even if it's, you know, just, you know, whatever, making an ebook or, or whatever, right? That's where we get started, you know? Yeah. That's where so much of our audience is. And I love that. To me, that's an entrepreneur, right? You're making things. You have the dream of supporting yourself and your family and your, what, your lifestyle, uh, making things, you know yeah. what I mean? Serving your audience, essentially. Um, 
you're gonna you're gonna hit a wall. You're gonna run into roadblocks. You're gonna have to to have the stick to itness and uh, stick to itiveness and gr- grit to yep. like to push through that. So just yep. be aware of that. You need that dedication and focus as well, which is like you're trying a hundred different ideas right now. You're buying a hundred million products. Fine, you know, yeah, get your. But you're you're, I like when you when you were said the MBA thing, Caleb. What I thought about is guess what MBA study human nature. Human freaking nature. You know, sure, now we have like international business and all this other crap, right? Yeah. But we're not dealing in that. Almost all of us aren't dealing with that. What we're dealing with is what do the people want and can I make that for them and put, put it at a price that they're willing to pay? Yeah. That's it. That's business. That's business. Find out what they want, make it, and then have them pay money for it. Yep. You know what I mean? It's so freaking simple. Yeah. Right? That's what that's, that's that's the crazy part, right? Is how That's why it it's is. it's just like, yeah, yeah, go study an MBA. Go there are some things there, you know what yeah. I mean? And that's what we're in business of. We're in the business of educating you. What I consider, I mean, you're the smart guy, Corbett. Caleb, you're the stick to itive guy. I'm the I'm the guy who all I really care about is like go find something you care about and 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 go see if people will pay for it. You know what I mean? Like I'm just a, I'm just a golden you're retriever. You're just the repetitive son of a I, I care about one thing. I care about one freaking thing that you don't walk out of here with a list of rules to follow through on. That you walk out of here with a sense that that I could I could probably do that. I'd like to try it. And this is exactly what this is the kind of thing I'm looking for over here. I'm gonna go try this out and try that out for three months and see what that's like. Because you know what I mean. Like you're gonna learn over time. That's yeah. what's gonna happen. It's gonna take you five years, and by the end of those five years, you're gonna have a pretty good idea about who you are. And then on that sixth year, you're gonna make your thing. That's like. You know, I'm, I didn't really, it's, it's not like a home run, so to speak, but yeah, it buys my gluten-free crackers for my kids. Right. Well, I think that you know brings I mean? up patience right there. Yeah. I think that's another thing you have to have as an entrepreneur is patience. Yeah. Yeah. And if you start out with the wrong expectations, all the patience in the world isn't going to help you because, you know, you think it's going to take three months and you're going to have money coming in. This is something that Brad Feld says. He runs uh, some, another startup thing and he's like the long view, mm-hmm. you know, and I, yeah. and I'll continue to hark on that. Like if you look at, your business, from a 20-year perspective, you'll be doing just fine. You realize it'll take you 15 years to really make a bunch of money. And don't quit your job today. Sure, your boss is stupid, right? Learn as much as you can there. Add as much value as you can. But if you can think about, okay, I have five years to grow this thing to the point. Most people are like, my goal is you know, January 1. My New Year's resolu- resolution is to quit my job in one year, right? right. Well, that, that's cool. I hope you can do it. But that's pretty aggressive. And you don't really need to put yourself under that kind of pressure. You know what I mean? Like one of the things that you've written uh, to Caleb and I is like, how do we make Fizzle the best ever place for this kind of training? And part of me, and I'm still kind of thinking through this, right? But part of me is like, uh, I don't like that. I don't like the way that's phrased because I don't want to be the best out there. I just want to, I do, I do want to be the best out there. But if we hold ourselves to that standard, then we're constantly going to lose when the next guy puts out a new thing mm-hmm. or, so, or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's another standard there. And, and that, it's taken me years to get to the point to realize the difference between the two for me. You know what I mean? Because I could go out and try to make the best thing or I could go out and make, and make a thing that absolutely makes an impact and whatever these people's lives or, you know, whatever the end of things that I, yeah. that I land on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do you yeah, know what I'm saying here? Yeah, and, and I also we've we've talked before about like podcasting, for example. Like, how do we make like the the best, biggest business podcast yeah, ever? Yeah. And then on the other side of the coin, you know, in business, you know that if you figure out how to solve a problem and make something really good for a small group of people, yeah. and just focus on like blowing their minds, yeah. that that small group. 
then it's going to have legs for other people. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, the question isn't how do we make it the best ever? It's how do we make it incredible for people who are looking for these types of things, you know? And it makes me, and, and, and and what you bring up there, and I know this is a little bit off topic, but I'm I'm fine. We're we're being human here. I'm fine. I'm fine. (laughs) We're being human here. But, But, you know, it makes me think of, you know, we've, we've had this debate, you know, should we make fizzle for just for bloggers or is it for all online business people? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and right. it's a real big question for us, you know, because uh, if we just make it for bloggers, it's a very specific set of problems we know we can solve, right? Right. But there, but it's also applicable to so many, of every yeah. other online business. Yeah. How do you define your audience? Well, if you're a pizza shop, you're going to grow your business if you take the defining your audience course. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Same thing if you're, if you're running a pizza shop, you take the productivity course and you're going to, it's going to change the way you do things. Yeah. You know what I mean? For the better. But you know, that gets back to our, and I, and I think this does tie into this entrepreneur thing because you're going to have these questions at every freaking step along the way. Should right. I have done this? Should I have focused more on done the niche thing? You don't, you know, you, you've been to any blog, so you know that you have to pick a niche and do all this, that, and the other. Like, so you have this constant, like, chatter in the back of your head yeah. saying all of these things, this, that, and the other. And then, like you mentioned, there's also, like, your audience out there. And sometimes they're going to be right. They're going to tell you all the things that you need to hear and you need to listen to them. And other times it's like Steve Jobs. He's like, these people don't know what the hell they want. I have to tell them what they want. Right. Yeah. And, and that brings, so first of all, what I'm saying is you're going to have this chatter. You're going to have all of this stuff going on. You're going to be second guessing yourself. And, and like you brought up Corbett, like the CEO mode versus the worker bee mode. Sometimes you just got to put something down in a goal sheet or a, a checklist somewhere and you just follow it through to completion. Yeah. You know what I mean? No matter what, no matter yeah. how much back talk you get. But then other times you're going to have to be a total sadistic prick like Steve Jobs. Do you know what I mean? Like depending on the kind of person that you are, like I, whenever people tell me like, I want to be an entrepreneur or this, that, and the other, I'm like, uh, the thing that comes to mind is like, is like Steve Jobs wasn't a guy that just worked hard. Like, he did work hard, but he was gifted. He was touched. You know right. what I mean? He was very, he was insanely insightful. Yeah. He was a, per, he was a particular combination of experiences and insight and this, that, and the other that made him see the world the way he did. Okay, so if it's okay with you guys, before we keep going on this question, let's take a let's take a breather. And uh, Caleb, do we have any listener questions we can answer? Yeah, we have a question here from Russ Anderson, who lives in Kansas, and he's also in Fizzle. So he says, "Yeah, hold on, hold on." Russ is actually I've been working with him on like a, a theme song for the podcast, and he puts something together that's super great. And I'm I'm just still messing with it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but it's cool. It's wow. cool. I was I like, like I want it to sound like the like the Totoro song. <laughs> this is a really cool Totoro song. And then anyways, go. Okay, what's Russ's question? <laughs> so he says, I have a bunch of business ideas. So many, in fact, I feel like it's preventing me from launching for fear that I'll choose one of the ideas that will fail. I'm not afraid of the failure itself, but don't want to waste time if I can avoid it. How should I go about determining which of my ideas is valid in the quickest, most bootstrappy? Yes, I made that up way all right let me give uh, let me give one minute i mean is it one just me answer. though is this the is this is this a whole episode yeah so let me let me give let me give an answer here all okay right. first of all there's an episode coming up called how to pick an idea where we give a specific 
what started as an eight point, I think it grew to a 10 point checklist of things to go over um, to choose an idea. However, what I recommend is come up with a list of criteria, things that you know are important to choosing an idea. You can listen to our episode, that'll help, or just you know come up with some on your own. Then list out these 10 ideas that you have and assign scores to each of them according to each of these criteria. A weighted decision matrix? A weighted average decision matrix. Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. They're, look, they're important. Look it up. Look they're it important. up. Dot biz. I own the dot biz. So. <laughs> I probably should get that. And then after you score them out, the fact is, you know, you're going to have like three or four of them that are kind of all, you know, in the same ballpark at the top. So throw a dart at the end and just, you know, have an X factor, like which one you feel most excited about and then run with it. Yeah, you know, gut factor. Yeah, gut factor. Because the problem is you're never going to know. There's just too many variables. After you get yeah. started with something, you're never going to know until you start it. But like Chase said uh, in a previous episode, that focus and determination is so important. That key focus is really important. Yeah, you know, to me, this is the perennial question. You know, how many, ti- how many times have you heard this from people? How many times did you feel like this yourself? I mean, I don't know. I felt like this myself. Yeah. I had a lot of ideas. And not only that, but I can tell you how many times I wasted just tons of effort on new ideas, jumping from one new idea to yeah. the next new idea yeah. and never really giving it enough time. Now, I do kind of think that that is part of the process. It's part of being an entrepreneur. I think I call it the digging. You know what I mean? You're spinning around and digging and going and you're just, you're desperately trying to hit, you know, you're, you're just taking your shovel and you're just trying to, and then finally like you hit, eventually you hit something real solid. You know what I mean? Your shovel hits something solid. And you're like, oh, there's something under there. And the whole time you're like hitting little rocks and little things. And you're like, keep digging in that area for a little while. No, it was just a little rock or whatever, you know? But you're trying things out. And then, it, you know, the go- the whole dream of this thing is is that you land on something solid. And then that becomes your launch pad for, you know, what what you're going to, what your thing is going to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. But my, own, my one advice that I've continued to give to people is, is, is because it's wrong true for me is like, just don't hate the digging. Just don't hate it. Don't and don't try to rush through it. It's it's teaching you more than you know. And uh, and you could sit there and be real anxious like a four year old who wants you know a snack about your life, or you can be like, here's where I am. I'm in. I'm a, I'm the apprentice. I'm learning things. Uh, who knows who the teacher is? But I'm learning things. You know what I mean? And and I'm going to make the most of this. Uh, so I, I say, don't hate the digging, and then and then take good notes. there's something that changes when you start keeping track of stuff i don't know ideas uh uh business ideas for one or for whatever since i've started writing everything into evernote uh you know every little uh idea that i get with a tag for fizzle or for think traffic or for father apprentice or for ice to the brim or for whatever you know what i mean since i've been doing that and i have a process for it stuff has a place to go so it feels like less crazy making. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. feels like less, oh, yeah, yeah. I should like, you more know, like baby making? Less crazy making, more baby making, which actually <laughs> should probably be the tagline for this whole, this whole for our whole lives, really. Yeah. <laughs> but for this episode, especially. <laughs> I like that. Or for next week's episode. No, but Russ, I feel for you, man, because it's, it's not an easy place to be. So I would say don't get anxious. Just chill out. You are where you are. Uh, and, you know, I'm trying not to sound like Deepak Chopra here uh, or whatever, but like as I raise my hand in the air, why, why is my hand in the air? <laughs> I'm sitting here and I'm literally, I'm literally sitting in Corbett's apartment, like looking out the window, gesticulating wildly. with my hand in the air. And I'm, I'm like, I'm like Roger. And I'd seen him mad, man. He's just naked saluting the city. <laughs> but, um, 
But no, it, you know, it, it can be real crazy making. You can get real anxious about this. You'd be like, why aren't I, why aren't I further and faster than this? Why aren't I better than this? Because, you know, here we are at the internet where it's like, hey, you can do anything you want. And so now you're the bottleneck. You know what I mean? That you haven't chosen something yet or you haven't, it's yeah. like all this it's pressure. It's just that paralysis, analysis, yeah. paralysis. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, eventually nothing, ha- nothing good is going to happen unless you take action yeah, towards you got it. something you- in a concerted effort towards something for a while. You know, like we said, you you don't yeah. like decide you're going to climb a mountain and then climb halfway up and go, eh, no, I won't climb that mountain over yeah, there and then yeah. run to the other one. Yeah. You you keep going until you get to the top and then you try to climb another one afterwards. Yep. So, yeah, and, and yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think about, but for me, like I'm at that mountain, I'm like, I found the mountain I'm just going to keep keep going at for a long time, right? But it yeah. took, like, it took a long time to get here. I've been yeah. digging for an awful long time and I've tried a lot and every time I landed on something, I thought it was the one, man. You know what I mean? And half the time there was another thing going on at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So none, all of like Father Apprentice, I used to bring all these things could have been a thing if I just, if I quit my job and focused on them. If I cut the noose or I cut the, the rope that was my safety rope yeah. and just jumped out and did it. Yeah. All of them could have been a thing. You know, but I, what I, the question I was really asking wasn't, could this work? It was, what kind of guy do I want to be? Yeah. You know, what, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? And that's a better question. Yeah. I think it makes the decision a lot easier to make if mm-hmm. you start considering it from who am I, what do I want to be doing, what will I be proud of having accomplished, yeah. and what am I going to be happy with if I'm still doing it five years from now? Yeah. To your point of like, you know, look at the look at the audience. Like, are these people that you want to be serving? Or are you going to resent them in a couple yeah. years or whatever? All this. Don't other give stuff? it all away. I'm really excited for next week's episode. It's that's, good. That's right. Oh yeah, that's right. I can't believe. We're, yeah. We had totally jumped the shark with this thing. No, which is, by the way, what teaser. kind of a what kind it's of a phrase is "jump the shark"? You don't know? Yeah, but it means like you 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 release it too soon. No, no, no. It's 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 from an episode of the Happy Days. Yeah, what? So one of the last seasons of the Happy Days, when it got crappy, was you knew it got crappy because there was an episode where they were water skiing and the fawns literally on skis jumped over a shark. Oh, I love this. He's, and now it makes so much sense. <laughs> God, I love having Corbs around. <laughs> and uh, no, you just got to Wikipedia that once in a while. And- That's what I'm doing right now. Okay. I'm, I'm actually watched- looking at a picture of Fonz. Russ, I hope that answers your question. I really do. I know I feel for you and, and all the other guys and gals that are in that same situation because it's a hard spot to be. And the best answer is you pick one and you go blitzkrieg at it. Do you know what they call a... Uh, a- you know, like there's this, there's all these names for like a pack of animals, right? There's like mm-hmm. a uh, there's a murder of crows. There's a murder the of crows. One. Which one's a flamingo? It's a, it's a flamboyance of flamingos. I no, think. but look it up. But I don't know a flamboyance of flamingos. But what do you call a, a pack of dinosaurs? I don't know. Sorry, not dinosaurs with rhinoceroses. <laughs> okay, what do you call a pack of rhinoceroses? A crash. A crash of rhinoceros. They're called a crash because they can see about four or five feet in front of their face and they can run at about 60 miles an hour. Wow. <laughs> so they're literally called a crash. God, I hope that's true. Caleb Corbett, <laughs> if this isn't true, I apologize. Somebody will call you on it. Send your if emails. If it's not true, then you're jumping the shark. Send your emails to Corbett at... <laughs> All right, I have been Chase Wardman. Re- but anyways, the point being, <laughs> you've got you've to... You just got to be a rhino about this. You kind of stopped short on that one. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of cut the shark. Yeah, <laughs> I've been Corbett Barr. Hold on, no, and but I've the, been but Caleb, the, but hold on. <laughs> 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 but to Russ, no. Sometimes you gotta really like looking back for me. I kind of wish I would have just gone whole hog. Well, no, I don't because then I would probably still be doing like a father apprentice or something like, and I'd be like a dad guy, which wouldn't be all that bad. But it's like I don't really 
want to just be that. Yeah. The sad thing is you never know. Sometimes, you never know. Sometimes you're going to try really hard and it's just not the right time or situation. Yep. yep. So hopefully try to try to you know harness your inner crash of and, dinosaurs. And, <laughs> and hedge your bets by enjoying every moment. Enjoy the journey oh, yeah. so that, that if it's not the right thing for you, at least you had fun with it. I mean, deep, <laughs> Deepak Bar over here. <laughs> That's really right. Really nailed it on that <laughs> Okay, let's get back into the original question where Corbett is picking up on this concept of like the internal dialogue that a founder has. Uh, am I doing the right thing? Is it going the right way? Wait, should I try this? Should I try that? All this sort of stuff. So you're talking about this this chatter that goes on and mm-hmm. how um, it's always going to be there. And at some point, you kind of need to make sure that you don't have these constant existential crises every yeah. week and like totally throw yourself off track. And you learn eventually how to just chill yeah. and try to get comfortable with things and, you know, know that progress is happening and that you're not going to have some magic answer every yeah. week. It's going to. So, so we've agreed, I think, that tenacity and stick to whatever you want to call it. That's probably the fundamental thing yeah. because, you know, as an entrepreneur, we're all going to start with different skills. We're all going to start in different markets. It's going to happen. And your ability to stick to your plan and get past the crap that happens defines success eventually. Yeah. But let's assume that we have that. Okay. Let's mm-hmm. assume that the people listening to this have that and they're just going to put their head down and work for as long as it takes. And that's the only way to tell if you do have it or not, yeah. isn't it? Right now. Now, but the, the second question is, Let's say anyone who's going to put their head down and dedicate the next 30 or 40 years to trying to be a successful entrepreneur, what next defines whether or not they're going to be successful and what other roadblocks exist that are going to throw somebody off totally? Are, are, there, are there certain things that people might not have, even if they're dedicated enough, yeah. that will cause them to fail? I don't know. I don't. What do you think, Caleb? I think there are a few. Um, one of them would be able to handle money so have a good money sense and understanding you know the basics of personal finance and then relating that to your business would be one yeah because that could easily off rail you yeah but don't you think that that is something that anyone could learn if they're if they're dedicated enough to being a successful business person and maybe they screw up a couple of times and they end up you know filing for bankruptcy or whatever but isn't that still something that if they're willing to get up and dust themselves off and you know whatever all over again uh that they could learn and fix the next time around. So maybe it's learning. Like the world. Yeah, now we're stuff. getting cliche. It's just, it's kind of like the patient's answer. It's like, now we can go into a bunch of values and, and things that like are good. To ha- like you got to have a, be a good judge of character and good patience and good at, you know, yeah, learning this and is things the like question. that. Like, how do you answer that? Could anyone be an entrepreneur? Let's I say- think, I think, uh, it, well, can anybody make a, uh, make a few bucks doing something that they care about? I think anybody can make a few bucks doing something that they care that they care about. It's almost more of a question of to me like can that thing that you care about and you're trying to build your business on can that support your lifestyle? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you might be the only person that like Merlin gives the example of like you might be the guy who blogs about this one Jawa in Star Wars, right? Just like whenever anybody needs insight on that one right. kind of Jawa, like that's it's you. You know what I mean? You're the guy, right? But is that going to be able to support you? And your family, it depends. I, I I don't think it is. You know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah, but, but those are qualities of the thing that you picked, not yourself necessarily. Potentially, right? Yeah. But 
but that it's a, it's a complicated it's a complicated because that's a part of this question. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the, if if you're the guy that blogs about the one Jawa, whatever the hell that is, yeah. Um, and you decide you're going to stick to it for as long as it takes to be successful, yeah. Maybe what you don't realize is that thing could never be successful because yeah. there just aren't enough people that care about it. Yeah, I think. Okay, so what, what do you so, think is the next thing, Corbett? Well, what I don't know. So what were so you thing? said you said there were a few things. What are you, your other? You hurdles? said learning. Well, learning was my my next one. Like, so, yeah, the ability being, to learn. Yeah, the ability and also willingness to say, okay, I don't know everything, and also knowing to stop learning and to actually hire people. So mm-hmm. the willingness to delegate would probably be another. Or to bring in bring in help to fill mm-hmm. your gaps and cracks mm-hmm. and holes and whatever Chase so likes many. to say. So many things to fill. <laughs> okay, so as we hold on, as we pull this to a close, let's tighten this up. Yeah, let's see where we went today. Okay. Yeah, and and I want to I want to reframe the question yeah. real quick, reframe which it. is not just could anyone be an entrepreneur, but should anyone? Now that is a good question. I feel like <laughs> let's start over. <laughs> but yeah, no, that I feel like that and is maybe that's another maybe that's a whole another topic. But I think there are alternatives. No, and it's the and, perfect cap for me on this. Yeah. Okay, so so for me, I see um, like having a kid has been re- really really hard. Yeah. You know, the first year and a half was for sure like gnarly. Yeah, uh, we we're not ready, and um, I think we should never have done that. I love my kids so much, but but that was tough, and it almost cost me my marriage. Right, you know what I mean. Um, and the thing that's changed now, the reason why it's great now, even though it's tough, right. The reason why it's great now is because my head has shifted about this thing. It's not a thing to be successful or not successful in. It's not a binary. What it is is, is it's it's an adventure. Mm-hmm. I have to choose to look at this as an adventure of of you know. So in that, I have to learn how to find my joy in it. I have to learn how to have a great time and and, and discover that I I was built for this. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what entrepreneurialism is like for me. Mm-hmm. If I can, if I get, if I get myself in a binary success or not success sort of mode, I, that my personality, I fall apart. But if I look at this as an adventure, as there's a hundred ways to get up to the top of that mountain yep. and on the other side to see what's on the other side, right? Yep. Then, then, and I, I've got legs and I'm a relatively fit person. I can find my way up there and at least I can get up to the next peak and then, and then see what it's like and, and reevaluate whether I want to do that. Right. So if I look at it as an adventure to me, Anybody can go on an adventure. Yeah. Anybody can go on a simple hike. Anybody. So it's just a matter of do you want to just go for a little like, you know, two hour hike or 30 minute hike or thing? Or do you want to go like backpack for a weekend? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because these are two different things and they're both vastly different than mountaineering. You know what I mean? And climbing the rock face of Half Dome or whatever. Right. Yeah. So to me, that's an awesome, awesome, um, you know, a long time ago, I bought the domain entrepreneuring.com. <laughs> Maybe yeah. one day I'll put it to use. I like it. But, um, but that to me is, is the, is the picture like what I would want to close on? What I, for me, I want pre- people listening to know, like, hey, you can absolutely do this. You, you do a day hike, you know what I mean? Do it, do it one hour or something like that. See what it's like. You know, don't put everything, don't put the whole farm on the line right now. You know what I mean? Just go see what it's like. See if you've got the stick itiveness See if you've got the into. I think intuition is a huge thing. I think Steve Jobs had that intuition, right? You know, to say like, no, they don't want that. They want this. You know yeah. what I mean? Dramatically. Yeah. And I've had to make those kinds of decisions all the time too, where you're fighting for your art or whatever, your perspective, your point of view, yep. even though other people haven't told you that they wanted it yet. You yeah. know what I mean? And how, sometimes you do that and it bites you in the ass and sometimes you do it and it's, that's what's the difference between the iPhone and something that Nokia made. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So for me, 
the point is there's a lot of stuff you need as an entrepreneur. You, it, you know, having stick to itiveness is obviously essential, but that's not good enough on its own. Yeah. You've got to be a bundle of, of experiences and, and whatever else that your particular business needs. situation needs. Yeah. You know what I mean? But one thing that has been insanely helpful for me is just looking at it as an, as an adventure, you know? Yeah. And I guess for me to close, I, I think, you know, we asked, could anyone do this? And really what it comes down to isn't, could anyone do this? Each person needs to look inside themselves and say, could I do this? Because, and if you can't see Cor- Corbett, I can look inside you for you. Thank you. Did that Wait. just get gross? Yeah. I don't know. Were you talking to me? I was talking to you. Okay. I'm, I'm, no, yeah. It, it is a little gross now that you say that. I think, I think it got weird. Jeez. So it's not necessarily about everybody. It's about you. And the other thing is, this mountaineering concept that you came up with, you know, if you're going to mountaineer something with a goal, you're not going to say, I'm going to go climb Everest tomorrow. Yeah. You're going to pick something that's doable in a day hike, like you said. Yeah. And, but the point is that you're going to say, I'm going to climb that mountain and you're going to do it to completion. Mm-hmm. You're not going to start climbing that one and go, Oh, this is a crappy mountain. I'm going to go climb that one over or, there. Or bring out the like mountaineering book and just sit like a quarter up the trail and just yeah, like, and just start reading read whatever. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're just going to climb the thing and see what it's like. You yeah. know what I mean? And and do it to completion. So I would love people to bite off something that is small and achievable, mm-hmm. and you know, do it for six months and see how it turns out, as yeah. opposed to you know deciding to climb different mountains every other week. Mm-hmm. Caleb, yeah, and I would close by saying that. You know, even if you haven't started being an entrepreneur, like don't let, you know, the overwhelm take over and really focus on just the things that will make you a good entrepreneur eventually, the ability to focus, the ability to get things done, the ability to connect with other people that are doing what you want to do. And don't look at things like qualifications or not having a business background as a reason not to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have been Chase Wardman Reeves. I've been Corbett Barr. And I've been Caleb Wojcik. So there you have it, the adventure view on being an entrepreneur. I hope you enjoyed this uh, day hike into how we think on this question. And thank you to Russ for your question, sir. If you'd like us to answer your question, please leave us an honest rating in iTunes and include your question there. It doesn't cost you much, and it means the world to us because it tells iTunes that you want to hear more of stuff like this. So simply search iTunes Store for The Fizzle Show and click Write a Review. In fact, I've got a review here that I wanted to read uh, from Smartwatch HQ. Chase, Corbett, and Caleb have launched an extremely funny, inspiring, and informative podcast. If you like social triggers, Pat Flynn, etc., you will love, capital L-O-V-E, these guys. Very excited for the next episode. Thank you so much, uh, Smartwatch HQ. You're the best. We love you guys. Uh, Fizzleshow.com is where you can find all your Fizzle Show info. If you haven't yet, enter your email there so we can notify you of cool stuff when it happens, like birthday parties and stuff. Hmm. I hope our way of, of walking around and investigating this question has put a bit of a fire in your belly. You know, anyone can make a few bucks doing something that they care about. In fact, you know, I asked my son uh, a question. Here's what he had to say. Do you know how to say, can you say entrepreneur? No. Try it like this. Entrepreneur. No. Can you say, okay. If you could do a business, if you could start a business 
making Spider-Man shirts and giving them to kids at the park, would you do it? Yeah. What would you call your na- what would you call the business? Nice. He can't even say the word entrepreneur. I mean, I can barely spell it, but he knows what it means. He knows he'd like to be the Spider-Man shirt guy at the park. Anyone can make a few bucks doing something they care about. And tons of us can supplement a much more significant part of our income doing the same. So the hard part, the part you have to do, is find that stuff you care about. That's the real hard part. The rest is is like a hike. One foot in front of the other. Thanks. Talk to you next week.